Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Retech Podcast. My guest this week is Jim Roddy. Now, Jim is the president and CEO of the Retail Solutions Providers Association, RSPA. Now, he's been active in the retail IT industry since 1998, 11 years as president of Business Solutions Magazine, six years as an RSPA board member, one term as the chairman of the board, the list goes on and on, recognised as one of the world's top retail influences by Rethink Retail, among others, He's also regularly requested to speak at industry conferences and author of two books as well. The Walk on Method to Career and Business Success and Higher Like You Just Beat Cancer and is the host of the award winning RSPA Trusted Advisor podcast. And that is just the short version of the <laughs> CV. Jim, welcome. Hey, Paul, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate it. And uh, to paraphrase John Wooden, the legendary uh, leader and basketball coach, he said, uh, I'll ask the Lord to forgive uh, my introductor for being a few, give, offering so much praise. And I hope the Lord forgives me for enjoying it so much. So thank yeah. you for that intro. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, I mean, I like, uh, you know, you all sort of Google your guests and, and look at LinkedIn and uh, and I easily could have ran to two pages for you, Jim. So uh, so yeah, that, indulge me for having the short version as well. So so look, I always like to ask this question just before we get into what's going on and what you do. Way back when, uh, young Jim sat at school, peering out of the window, was a was a career in IT what you dreamed of, or was there something else? that was a burning ambition way back when? Uh, good question. Yeah, so I, I'd say even today, I don't look at myself as a technology guy. I'm more of in the business world or for a business association or a business analyst with a technology background. I'm not the kind of person who's always chasing after the next phone or the next, you know, technology. I like to see the business impact of it. And so way back when um, I wanted to be in sports and or media, like all the way back in third grade, I helped start a student newspaper as much mm -hmm. as a, you know, as an eight year old could. And then it just happened when I had a sports magazine way back when um, in the uh, mid to late 90s, up in the front uh, of the uh, building was a technology publisher and you know, short version, uh, technology is way more profitable than sports. And so I made the uh, adaptation to that. So media, yeah, that's been on my mind for close to 50 years. Uh, technology, uh, that was more uh, happenstance than anything. And and so you happen to be in the in the right building at the right time, shall we say. Just give me a little, little run through uh, the journey and some waypoints along the way, because, you know, clearly there's some significant events that have led to this point, and you've got a very, very diverse background, but, you know, indulge away. Tell, take me through the journey. Uh, sure, uh, happy to do it. So I guess the, the main points that, that I'll give is, so I'm fr uh, originally from Erie, Pennsylvania. That's Northwest PA right on uh, Lake Erie. We're known for getting a ton of of snow. And so <laughs> uh, local college was Gannon University, small college uh, powerhouse uh, in, in North America. And they had a great basketball team. And I wanted to play in that basketball team, but 
I'm only 5'10". I've never been able to dunk uh, a basketball. Uh, don't have particularly high basketball skills, but I wanted to play on that team and made it a dream to do that. And that's where the book, The Walk-On Method, you know, comes from. I walked onto the team. I did not get a scholarship. And a lot of the lessons that I learned there, a lot of the principles that I learned there really carried over into my my work career in terms of set a dream and go for it. And you can't just say that's something that I want to do. What I say in, in the walk-on method is you have to make a passion statement. You have to prepare, practice, and then play with passion. And that has really driven everything that I've done. It's not just I want that, I'm going to cross my fingers really hard and hope for it, but it's that preparation, it's that practice. And it's really if you outwork somebody, you're going to be able to get either exactly what you want or some of the neighborhood of what you want, or at least better than maybe what you deserve from an IQ standpoint, <laughs> right? Or just, you know, whatever, you know, uh, has been whatever situation you've you've been born into. So um, again, I, I that is really kind of the root of it. And you can see throughout my career, that's something that's always really stuck with me about, again, uh, having passion, uh, practicing, preparing, and then also having uh, having principles as well to, to fall on as opposed to just um, thinking you're a genius or something like that. That's that's where people, I think, end up falling short. Well, there's no harm in thinking you're a genius as long as you back it up with those principles, I think. So, uh, you know, you've got something to, to, to fall back up. So, look, fast forward to today. You know, the RSPA, you know, I know a little bit about it. You know a lot about it. But for those listening that are going, you know, what what does the, the, the association do? Give me the give me the run through and explain a little bit about its scope, remit and, and what goes on. Sure. So RSPA, again, stands for Retail Solutions Providers Association, uh, founded in 1948 as a collection of cash register dealers. And now we've evolved into North America's largest community of technology solution providers. Um, so that would be um, the software developers, the hardware manufacturers, any services that you know that wrap around to that payment processing, and then the local or regional value-added resellers, the folks who bundle everything together, do the sales, the installation, the service, everything like that. So we have over 700 uh, member companies. Most uh, everybody's focused on North America, but we do have some members who are you know uh, throughout the world as well. But everybody has a focus of they're looking to grow uh, in North America. And even though we say retail, we uh, consider the broader retail umbrella that includes uh, restaurants hospitality, grocery, convenience store. Our fastest growing niche vertical is cannabis. You also have wine, beer, liquor, and then, you know, of course, specialty retail um, as well. And so that is essentially, you know, the RSPA and the ecosystem uh, that we exist in. And, and who, you know, is there a certain, who would typically join? Is there a sort of a, a profile, if you like, of, of member and, and why would they join? Sure. So uh, two thirds of our membership uh, company members fit into that value added reseller category. So they tend to be smaller businesses, one to 10 employees, or, you know, most all of them are under 100 employees. And the reason that they join is we bring all the vendors and the software providers together. And so if they're looking for a new partner, or a new product, it's like one stop shopping, either our annual trade show that we have every year called retail now, or whether it's working with our member services managers to say who else is in the, the directory. So and then we also provide them services like legal, uh, guidance and, you know, templates and business best oh, okay. practices. So that's for those, you know, SMB 
value-added resellers. The software developers join, they kind of fit in between where they're looking for value-added resellers or they're looking to hang out with other software developers to integrate with and go to market and learn best practices from. And of course, they want to work with the vendors as well. And the reason that the vendors and the, the distributors um, and the payment processors are there is because the VARs and ISVs are okay. there, right? Those are larger companies. They tend to have their own, you know, best practices and they have their own education, their own legal guidance. So they don't need all those services, but they go to where the VARs and the ISVs are. And as I learned, once I got involved in this, somebody said, you know, if the girls are at the dance, the boys are going to show up. And so that's essentially what we do uh, in our association, right? If the VARs and ISVs are gathering there as a community, the vendors are going to want to be there as well. So that is why the every, every different constituency has a different reason for wanting to be part of our community and, and within the community is there a you know can you look at it and go okay members as a whole are focusing on this is the trends you know what what's what's going on at the minute within uh within the association do you think yeah. So um, the one thing is that we realize is this ecosystem is so interconnected, right? That the if the resellers are doing well, the software developers and the vendors are going to do well and vice versa. And so there was a time when it was uh, an organization of just the dealers and they'd work very closely with the vendors. But now that everybody's working closely together, they realize, you know, it's the rising tide lifts all boats. And so the trends that I think are affecting all of them, the biggest one that we've seen is just under the category of self, right? Anything that is self-service uh, whatsoever, whether it's ordering on your phone, you know, fulfilling on your phone, whether it's at the store checking out on your own or wayfinding, anything of that nature. So that's the biggest thing that we see is anything that has a self-service or self-any element to it. That is uh, okay. something that we've been seeing increasing exponentially. It was moving steadily forward, but then COVID, you know, really exacerbated the situation. And the second one that kind of ties in with that is anything related to labor. And so there's been discussion about, you know, in the United States, in North America, is there going to be a recession? Worldwide, is there going to be a recession? And so there might be, there could be, but the one thing that we've seen talking to, especially those, uh, you know, the, the local value-added resellers, they all had great years in 2022. Mm. They're all anticipating great years in 2023 because a lot of that is driven by the labor crisis, right? So all these retailers are really looking, they're in a pinch to get labor. And so instead of, you know, they can't clone people, right? That technology isn't available. So they're shifting everything. How can we maximize the current staff that we have and how how can we, again, embrace that self? How can we embrace automation? How can we embrace streamlining? Um, and again, th there was a time where if you adopted those technologies, it was seen politically as a bad thing. Mm. Like, you're going to lay people off and why are you replacing people? Well, now there's nobody to replace. Mm. And so they're <laughs> very much embracing that. And so that's a big thing that we're seeing in our space is that the retailers really need um, the solution providers, they really need that technology because even if they don't want it or they think they can afford it, they realize they're not going to be able to have the store open because they just don't have enough people in order to to serve their customers. So I'll pause there. I'm curious, Paul, to get your thoughts in terms of do you feel the same way from yeah. a, a self and, and the labor uh, technology standpoint? Yeah, it's strange. There's been a definite shift. I agree with you completely. You know, that perception that this new efficiency technology the automation is going to uh you know reduce the number of people required actually the staff are 
calling out for this and are fully embracing it because they know that there is no they don't have as many colleagues as they like. They don't feel bad about the technology because they can see the openings and the vacancies that their employer can't fill. And so if there's a piece of technology there that enables them to do their job, um, it, it, it feels like a perfect storm of opportunity. Um, you know, to drive efficiencies, but also, I don't know if you agree, but, you know, the engagement from staff within the stores and their satisfaction on ma in many occasions is increasing. Um, and, and whenever would you roll out technology that requires less people that's going to see, you know, uh, higher engagement scores from staff? So, yeah, I think you call it, it perfectly. You know, we're seeing those trends in Europe. We're seeing them in Asia. I was in South Africa last week. You know, there they have the similar challenge around recruitment down in Asia Pac as well. So, yeah, it, it's a trend that's you know, probably started in the US, but it's cascading around the world. Um, and also, you know, the talk of re recession, I think we're increasingly seeing, you know, governments and central banks publish figures going, well, actually, we're not going to go quite in recession. We're just going to skirt above it. You know, the doom and gloom in Europe is passing. The UK's recently announced that actually, despite the fact that there was predicted to be a long and deep recession, oh, well, actually, you know, the doomsayers were were wrong and, and there is going to be, you know, no no cascade into recession. So, yeah. Well, and getting back to the principles that I talked about earlier that have kind of guided me, because I've been through a couple recessions before, you know, and then COVID, you know, a, a couple years ago. What are you going to do about it, Paul? What am I going to do about it? We're not going to be able to change that, but there are things that we can do inside our organization to prepare for those, right? There will always be a next recession. And so you are prepared when things slide in that direction. And so you've got to make sure you're paying attention to your business, to your principles. And this is part of the value of the RSP community. We have a lot of independent companies, right? And so it's not like they have some giant board or giant internal resources, but they can lean on each other and tap each other on the shoulder and say, what's working for you? What didn't work for you? How have you been able to solve this? What's going on? And really the community all pulls together and has that uh, collective wisdom. Yeah, and then I'm interested just to sort of, you know, talking about retailers. Yeah, how do you think, you know, you're best serving retailers at the minute? I mean, you talked about bringing the technologies to the fore. You know, is that is that a driving principle within the association? Is there is there other ways you're successfully serving retailers? Yeah, so we don't work directly with retailers, like they are not members of our community, but if we can make better solution providers, either from a that they're offering a, a fuller breadth of technology, or they're running their business better, or they're learning how to serve customers better, that's how we believe we serve mm -hmm. retailers the right way. And a big trend that we've been seeing before, a lot of the technology was segmented inside of the store, right? And you had just a point of sale system, and then there was a different system that was running maybe the security system or the digital signage system. Or as somebody just said to me earlier, signage, like, is there any signage anymore that's not digital, <laughs> right? And so all that, and then, then when uh, online ordering and all that e-commerce, that was completely separate as well. Now, any retailer that's listening to this, they would say, I would prefer not to have to manage all these different kind of systems. And anybody who's not a retailer, if you're thinking about like my car, I want that all to work together as opposed to have to go to several different mechanics in order to, mm -hmm. to get this thing fixed. And so if we're able to train, especially those value-added resellers to be mm -hmm. more of a total 
solution provider, they're not going to be able to provide everything, but the more that they can do and the more that they can integrate everything together and act more as a general contractor than everybody finger pointing at each other, that is going to serve the retailers better. And that's something that we've really, really preached to our members, especially those value-added resellers. Don't just be, hey, I'm a reseller of whatever product, this limited set. Someone else is going to be selling other technology inside of that store, the more that you're able to provide. And so that's why we try to introduce them to additional partners and give them best practices on how they can really wrap their arms around that. Or if you're a reseller and you can't you know, offer every single technology, you can partner with another reseller and your overlap then becomes that yeah. total solution provider. One of you can be the point person. So that's how I think we're serving retailers better because it's not just here have technology. It's somebody who's guiding you on what the right technology is and making it all work together so you have less to overhead inside of your merchant business. Yeah, I think you call that right because these things are cyclical, but at the moment it feels as if retailers and lots of businesses are looking for a few strategic partners opposed to sourcing tech from 20 different people and then plugging it together themselves. I mean, yeah, is that what you see as the main thing in the pipeline? You know, is that what your vendors, you know, what the community is focusing on? You know, I mean, you know, I would say the next couple of years, that's going to be the the big thing or have you got another big thing that's coming over the horizon as well that the rest of us haven't seen yeah so integrations inside the tech space that's hugely important right it's not just that we work well on our own but we work well with all these other um you know uh software or different company or payment providers or whatever um it is uh, the other thing that we're seeing is anything that is frictionless Right. And and because and I don't know what technology exactly that's going to be. Maybe that ties in with, like I said, I'm not so much a tech guy. I'm a, I'm a business guy. And we'll see what technologies fall into that category. But anything that you can do as a retailer to make it easier for your uh, uh, for your customer to get onboarded, to make a purchase, to select, to return, right, to pay anything that's really quick and easy and even what you are right now, what works in 2023, people are going to be expecting that it gets uh, better and it improves over time. And there's also nobody can say anymore, well, I'm in the SMB space. I'm a small retailer. I'm an independent retailer. The expectations aren't the same for me. Um, a lot of this technology has come down market. And mm -hmm. so it's up to you as a retailer to go find that technology yourself or align with a trusted solution provider who is able to introduce those new frictionless technologies to you. So again, consumers are not cutting any slack uh, to somebody who, well, they're a family owned business. Well, they're not an Amazon. They'll go shop at Amazon, right? They'll yeah. go shop at a big box if you're not able to provide them that frictionless experience. Yeah, I think uh, it was, I had an interesting conversation earlier and exactly that this particular retailer had one piece of technology in the stores, one piece of technology which managed inventory. They have a, a catalog and, a, and a, a phone business and then a completely separate piece of technology manages in store. But the frustration from their customers was that they couldn't buy online and return in store. But for the retailer, that was so far away from comprehensible for them. They just can't do that because they sit in silos. And to your point, but the customer is expecting that journey to be frictionless. And if you don't tie all of those things together, then you know, you're going to be left behind. You're not going to make the sale. Yeah, Amazon's going to get the sale. 
or a competitor is going to get the sale. So, you know, I guess you know, associations like yourself helping to plug all of that together and make it available to smaller retailers as well as the big guys and the girls is only going to, you know, drive the industry forward for sure. Yeah. And like I said, we're celebrating our 75th anniversary this year. And so we've been doing a lot of looking back and you don't have to look back very far to say, man, things are a lot different, not just 75 years ago or 50 years ago or 25, but even five years ago, even less than five years ago. And it just, again, you really, you realize you cannot just say still, you've got to drop what's not efficient or not effective. You've always got to be adding it. If you think of that almost on a treadmill as everything moves, Mm -hmm. that treadmill, mill is moving as fast as it ever has um and we only think it's going to get faster so if you're planning on sitting still you're going to fall off the treadmill yeah uh, hit your head so either start running start moving forward or put on a helmet uh because that treadmill's moving there you go there's the title of the next book put on a helmet or run faster (laughs) (laughs) yeah life's tough wear a helmet there we go yeah so look you know vast array of information within the association what kind of information do you guys push out into the marketplace what does it look like what can people tap into uh, sure. As you mentioned earlier, uh, we do have a, a podcast it's called the RSPA Trusted Advisor. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And on that podcast, uh, we are interviewing our members, talking about a variety of issues where there's business best practices, technology best practices, um, the changing role of women in the workplace, um, you know, analyzing what's going on uh, at events. And again, it's all from that perspective of the technology solution provider. So we have that podcast that's available even to uh, to non-members. Uh, we also publish written content as well. Our own content is through the RSPA blog. And if you just search RSPA blog, you'll be able to find it. We also have a section on our website that's called Community IQ. It's thought leadership written by our members, and we will go in and publish that uh, as well. Um, We also have um, a study that we produce every year. It's called the RSPA Retail IT Channel KPI study. So key performance indicators for technology solution providers. We are not looking around the corner and saying what technologies are on the horizon. It's not for that, but it's for anybody who is, again, that value-added reseller, that software developer, how are their businesses doing? And I can tell you, we just published a 2023 KPI study. And based on the trends we talked about earlier, 2022 was a great year and 2023 is poised to be even better. And so, again, we've done this study for seven years. It's been cyclical in nature. It's definitely on an upswing Mm. now. And so, uh, again, if you are a retailer and you don't have a trusted advisor, now is a good time to find one. There's a lot of healthy ones out there who are going to be around for the long term and can help you improve uh, your technology. So again, we've got the pod, mm. we've got the blog, Community IQ, and then uh, our industry reports. If anybody just wants to go, it's gorspa.org, and you can just search for all these things uh, on our website. And and you also touched on um, your you have physical events as well. So um, yeah, talk talk to me about that. Uh, we do. We have two uh, fi- uh, two in person events. Um, and uh, one, the big one every year is called Retail Now. Uh, this year, it's July 30th through August 1st uh, in Orlando. Um, and so we're usually either in Orlando or Vegas uh, for that event. That draws over 1,500 of the folks wow. I talked about, the VARs, the ISVs, the vendors, the payment processors. No end user retailers are there. It's all those folks saying, how can we serve retailers 
better. Um, and so we sold out the show floor last year. We're looking to do that again this year, get close to 200 vendors. And again, it's, you know, that entire ecosystem is is put together um, and, and figuring out how can they serve retailers, restaurants, grocery stores better. So that is retail now. And then we have a smaller event, a leadership event that's called RSPA Inspire. And that's always in a very nice location. We just got back from Maui uh, in Hawaii, mm. which the weather was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And then the way that we set that up is it's um, upper level, you know, C-level, director level and next gen leaders. We had about 225 uh, individuals this year and um it's like monday through sunday night welcome reception monday through wednesday it's workshops in the morning a lot of collaborative where you're you know working with strangers in terms of how can we improve this situation and then the afternoons are an opportunity for folks to have a little bit more laid back and relaxed networking and so it's a really cool one-of-a-kind event everybody who goes to to uh inspire um, they say, man, this was worth the time that I spent out of the office. Because at a regular trade show, you get business cards. At Inspire, yeah. you really build these relationships. And I can think of back to when I was early in uh, my career in this industry, going to that event, and it sounds weird, but sitting by the pool for two hours with somebody who built their business from three people to a billion-dollar business, where else are you going to be able hmm. to get that? So again, it's kind of a microcosm of our entire community where we bring those folks together and just making those connections, they're able to really turn it into something special. Hey, and if you're going to get that kind of opportunity, why not do it in such a fabulous place as that? So uh, yeah, I've just just uh, just just booked my trip to Kauai uh, for Beautiful. next year as well. So it's been a few years since there. So I like your choice of uh, of location. So look, so, so much going on for you guys. What does the rest of 2023 look like other than, you know, dropping into some of the uh, the most fabulous places in the US to uh, to to meet and greet all of the uh, the members? But but what else is going on for you within the association and also you personally, Jim, I'm interested. Uh, sure. Good question. So I'd say from an association standpoint, um, one way that we've morphed the association where a lot of things people sometimes call our Retail Now show, they call it RSPA. I'm going to RSPA. We've morphed the association and we started doing this before COVID into more of a year round value proposition for our members. So we have these online communities that get niched out. Like we have a Canadian community, women to women community, cannabis community, um, uh, a community just for software developers, those groups get together every six to eight weeks and they'll just work together and say, what challenges are you facing? What trends are around the corner? And they get to talk about anything and everything. We have guests um, as well um, who, you know, feature guests and they get to talk uh, as well. So that to, that to us is the biggest thing is the more folks that we can recruit into our community, the more we can get them engaged, right? That makes it a year round value because, you know, trade shows are once a year, but the needs that businesses have are certainly year round. So the more touch points and more connections that we can make not just us with our members, but our members with each other. Mm -hmm. That's something we're really efforting to do. And we're always looking to recruit new uh, technology solution provider members because we always say they raise the community IQ, which is mm -hmm. which is what we're all about. So that I, I would say would be the biggest focus for this year is recruiting um, you know, new members to our association mm -hmm. and then having them work together in those communities year round. So it makes that Retail Now show and uh, Inspire even more special. And, and then you personally, come on, what, what's on your agenda for the rest of the year? Uh, well, my daughter is a junior in high school. 
And so there's a lot of planning uh, mm-hmm. for that in terms of where she's going to go to college uh, and things of that nature. Um, but I'd say it's just, you know, being as good of a team member as I can from an RSPA uh, standpoint for our, our team of 10. We have a small but mighty team, we always say. And then just being a good uh, servant uh, to our uh, community members. You know, we say all the time, how can we help you? And we're happy to help. Anything else we can do, let us know. And so the more that I'm able to do that in 2023, um, the better I think our uh, our members are going to be because they're going to be served better. And I guess the better I'm going to feel as well, going back to those principles, right? Um, you know, there are things you can't see, you know, off camera, but I alluded to John Wooden earlier, yeah. but, you know, John Wooden has a lot of, you know, great guidance in terms of uh, leading by supporting uh, people and, and truly being a servant leader. Um, and so that's, uh, that's my plan for the rest of the year and I'll try to do as best as I can with it. Fantastic. Um, Jim, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, uh, to talk to me today. Super impressive, the reach scope and longevity of the association. So, uh, I wish you the best of luck as you continue to steer that also the best of luck helping your daughter with her choices over the coming 12 months as well. That is probably the most important thing that you've got to do for this year. But for now, Jim, thank you very much indeed. Hey, Paul, thanks for having me. Great talking with you. I'm glad, glad our paths crossed.